This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. What's up and welcome inside the SI Gambling Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. No Frankie today, no Ben. It's me and a good homie of mine, one of the best football minds in the business. His name is Emery Hunt. You can follow him on Twitter at Football Game Plan. Master when it comes to the draft and scouting and also betting too. What's going on, E? Cool, man. How you doing, man? Glad to be on the pod, bro. Yeah, no doubt about it. Glad to have you. Glad to get a chance to talk some football with you. It's been a little bit too long. Well, we haven't had a chance to talk football in this setting. Obviously, a couple of nights throughout the course of the week, we'll get together and we'll talk about um some football related stuff. But uh, definitely one, definitely glad to have you on here and um break down some of these games and stuff like that. But first, we had talked back in the summertime. We were trying to figure out how they were going to pull off this NFL season. We've seen some teams have little COVID issues here and there and have to move games around and readjust the schedule and stuff like that. But so far, I would say it hasn't been that big of a distraction. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I totally agree, man. It has been just, you know, almost business as usual. And they've done a great job of getting out in front of some issues and mitigating, uh, you know, anything that pops up. And we've seen it start to pop up toward the middle part of the year, uh, more so than in training camp and, you know, the first parts of the season. But now you're starting to see incidences, uh, you know, pop up across the across the league but they've done a great job getting out in front and it's been business as usual outside of the titans thing where they had to really move games no real issues that would stop them from playing so i want to ask you because i know you do a lot of stuff with the draft 
What do you think about these these young quarterbacks so far, Herbert and Burrow? You know, I've been really surprised at Herbert because I Me didn't too. see any of this at, at Oregon. And the fact that he's come out and, and been a little bit more judicious in how he's running the football, he's been a little bit more decisive in, in throwing the football downfield. That's been outstanding. He's been keeping that team in games. And, and you know, he hasn't really been terrible as far as turnovers or taking unnecessary sacks. All the things that you saw at Oregon, you haven't seen any of that in the league. So shout out to Pep Hamilton. Kudos to Anthony Lynn for those who guys having a, a real good plan for him and getting him ready to play. Because when he got his first start, he didn't know he was going to start. So for him to go out there and play well, that's a testament to the coaching staff. That's a testament to Herbert. And he's been super surprising so far this year to where he's now in the running for Rookie of the Year. He's the favorite right now, son. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's the Rookie of the Year favorite. Uh, I, be I believe he's the favorite. Burrow's third. And then you got Justin Jefferson. Before we get to Je uh, Je Jefferson, um, Burrow's look good too. Yeah. Burrow's look good. And the, and the trip part is like, that was expected, you know, and he went to a great situation where he has talent around him. And, you know, it's the fact that you know, if their offensive line was was getting better, they could have won maybe three more games than they have so far. They, they are not a bad football team. They just don't have the offensive line to really keep Burrow protected. And, and Burrow has to do a better job of protecting himself. You know, he's taking some hellacious hits, some of his own doing because he doesn't throw the ball away quick enough. And, you know, he wants to you know show that he's tough, but you got to be smart in certain situations and, and not take the sack or not take those big hits. Yeah, no doubt about that. Right now, Heisman Trophy, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, Trevor Lawrence is the clear favorite, minus $1.67. Then you have Mac Jones and Justin Fields. What do you think about those two players? Obviously, I think, I think Lawrence is locked in for the Heisman, but if you had a long shot, which one would it be, Fields? If I had a long shot, it'd probably be Zach Wilson from BYU, you know. Okay. Because he, I think with the Heisman, you have to look at the wild plays. And even though they're playing late at night, you know, by them not having as many college games on like we, you know, in a regular season, in a regular year, not a pandemic year, Wilson has been, you know, box office every time he's played and BYU is on TV every week. So he would be a long shot. Uh, but I do think you'll see Fields, you'll see uh, Mac Jones, you'll, you'll probably see Etienne. Get a call to New York, yeah. even Najee Harris as well. Yeah, Etienne has also been balling out uh, pretty good. Speaking of balling out, this number for tonight's game is bouncing around a little bit. You got the Falcons and the, and the Carolina Panthers down there in Charlotte. I believe some weather situations could be could play a role. I know it's some winds and some rains going on down there, so that's a situation to keep involved with. Now, let's start with Atlanta because it's the same story, bro. You know what I mean? All this talent on offense, can't stop nobody on defense. Lose these games they should win. They finally did the right thing and got rid of Dan Quinn. So where is this franchise headed right now in this Falcon franchise? It's weird to watch them get out there and play because you're you're like, man, these dudes have talent on paper. But you know what the issue is? It has to be their defense. You know, the defense is, is dealing with a lot of injuries. They really can't get to the quarterback. They're having a lot of communication busts on the back end. And that has been a result in them, you know, losing these games late. You know, when you really need your defense to shut teams down and get them off the field, their offense ha can score, but their defense has been a, a huge problem personnel-wise and schematically. So if they can get the schematic part cleared up, then they should be able to work with the personnel that they have. And, you know, you saw a chance for them to win last week against Detroit, and they completely blew it on the defensive side. You know, you allowed Detroit to go right down the field 
and you allowed them to score that touchdown knowing that you had to protect the protect the goal line and you you you're setting guys up into the end zone you let guys get right there in in front of you inside the end zone and score it just it just doesn't make sense you think Morris got a chance to hold his job no nah, i mean blank already said he had to go 11 and no 10 and 1 not going to cut it man <laughs> <laughs> you can't be a head coach in the league with a 10 and 1 Ten and one record? No way. Yo, son, it's, it's it's like Coach Herman Boone. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, <laughs> he got to go. The Titans, you got to go undefeated to bring to, to come back here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Once Blank said that, and they lost. You know, he already got the moving trucks ready. Yeah, no doubt. On the other side of the football, though, Matt Rule, uh, Brady, and that crew, they got Carolina playing some good ball. Your man Teddy Two Gloves. I seen when you tweeted playing the best football of his career. They come into tonight. This number was as high as three. Now we're looking at the Carolina Panthers. This number is bouncing around. They're only a one-and-a-half point favorite. The total in this one is sitting at 51. You know what? I like the way Bridgewater's playing this year. Yeah, and when I said that like four weeks ago, people like in Carolina was just ripping me. It was like, how could this guy – do you watch the games? I'm like, man, all I see is the fact that this dude had his best yards per attempt in his career, his best passer rating in his career, his best yards per game in his career. I don't know what the hell y'all looking at other than this dude playing well. But again, you saw this last year when he was in New Orleans leading the Saints to a five and a record and everybody from New Orleans, uh, you know, beat media and people that cover the team telling you that, oh, nah, he, he Kyle Allen. And I'm like, wow, you know, all this, this dude undefeated and, and he goes to Carolina. And I told people this when, you know, they had me on the show in Carolina. I was like, listen, if you look at Joe Brady, because, you know, now they're giving credit to Joe Brady. It's a Joe Brady offense, right? Yeah, so I was of course. Like, if you look at Joe Brady and you look at what he had in Joe Burrow, and if you were to tell me what were Joe Burrow's strengths, accuracy, you know, he's a good enough athlete in the pocket to make plays happen outside of the X's and O's. He's solid in the intermediate area. He's able to be consistent in his decision-making, making good decisions with the football. Doesn't that sound like Teddy Bridgewater? Sounds like what he's doing right now. Exactly. And it's also – in conjunction with the offensive weapons that they have on that team. They're playing good football without Christian McCaffrey. So imagine when they get him back and imagine when you start to work the tight ends in the, in the offense a little bit more. And imagine when that defense that's young, a lot of rookies mature and get better, which they have done every game. So this is a team that is a serious contender. I think in the NFC South, if not in the South, they're definitely in the running for that sixth or seventh playoff spot in the playoffs this year. Yeah, because you do have that extra spot in the playoffs this year, and obviously the NFC East has taken up a spot with that load of crap they got going on in that <laughs> division. But I want to circle back. You had mentioned the, the Saints. What the hell is going on with Michael Thomas? I don't know, man. And I don't know why it always seems like it's that position. You know, it, it always <laughs> well, you know, seems it's like it's, right? It's, and I get the frustration because think about it. You getting the football is dependent on six people doing their job, five offensive linemen and a quarterback. So you're running basically for your health out there every every play, and the ball may not come to you. So I get why they can get frustrated because that would be you know extremely frustrating. Because he has a running back, you know, okay, this play's coming to you, perfect. You know what I'm saying? It, but as a receiver, you don't know. I mean, you would like to think that you know, you have a good idea of the ball com is coming your way. So I get the frustrating frustration that they have. But with Michael Thomas, I just don't know what's going on. You know, in that locker room with that team. To where he's, you know, he's not happy. It just seems like he's disgruntled right now. I don't think they'll move on from him. 
But, you know, he has to get healthy and get back out there and get to playing to where he can get back in the good graces uh, with his teammates. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, I think it's funny. I, th- I find it interesting that, you know, a lot of stuff went on in New Orleans over the offseason. Now you got stuff going on during the season. I think it's probably – I think it could be closing in on time to where there's a change in culture. Like, listen, I'm not blaming Drew Brees for this, but the Saints are not going to win Super Bowl this year. And I guarantee you when their season comes to an end, people are going to say Brees could have played better. I think that's how it goes down. Now, speaking of NFC South, the Robbie Anderson signing by the Carolina Panthers was one of the most overlooked signings of the offseason. I didn't think Robbie Anderson had this kind of game, E. Well, that's because he was playing. Remember what I just said about the quarterback oh. being you're dependent on the quarterback, you know, getting you the football. Well, he was up in New York, and that wasn't happening with Sam Darnold getting him the football. Adam now Gase, you, bro. Right, exactly, that too. So now you go down to Carolina, you have a quarterback that is getting you the football, and most importantly, you have other targets that people have to pay attention to. So you're not the number one guy. You could be code number one, but teams have to pay attention to DJ Moore. They had to pay attention when he was out there to McCaffrey. Now they have to pay attention to Curtis Samuel. It's going to allow Anderson to do what he does best, to just get past the defenders and get down the field. So, And Bridgewater is a good quarterback. He's going to throw to the open guy. So if you're the receiver that is constantly getting open, you're going to find the football coming your way. And so I think it's just a perfect fit for him in Carolina. We talked about Matt Rule and, you know, he he loves Robbie Anderson. He coached him in college, just like he coached the, you know, the backup quarterback, PJ Walker. He went out, grabbed yeah. him too. So when you have a coach that that believes in your talent, that believes in you and is genuine, you're gonna go out there and play your best and it's gonna show out there on the field, which it has so far for Robbie Anderson. Confidence brings success. That's the old Joe Torrey method right there. All right, let's get in the handicapping this one right here. Thursday night football. Don't forget the Vegas Whisper Sharp. 10-1 so far this year on Thursday Night Football. For you SI Fantasy Pro members, those picks will be coming out a little bit later on this evening. You'll get it in the Discord channel. You'll get it right there at SI Fantasy if you are a member of the Vegas Whispers crew over there at SI Fantasy Pro. I.e., what we got right here. Right now, this number has tumbled all the way down to the Carolina Panthers laying a point and a half. Now, the majority of the money on this game is backing the Panthers, but the number is moving in the Falcons' favorite. Are the Falcons a live dog tonight? Mm, listen, I like Carolina in the game, to be honest. Me uh, too. And I think Carolina wins that one outright. So, you know, you just can't trust the Falcons' defense, and especially when you have a quarterback that's playing like Bridgewater is playing. I just don't see the Falcons. I can see a way for them to win this game, but I don't think they can win this game because they haven't been able to win games like this. You know, against see, the best defensive showing we saw was against Minnesota, and but – that's against Kirk Cousins. You know, this is a yeah. whole different animal here, and I don't think they can replicate that performance. They would have to be extremely efficient running the football, and they have. They did do that the first time these two teams met up. Yeah, and and here's the thing: as long as Carolina doesn't give away <clears throat> give away cheap points, then it's going to be tough for Atlanta to to really, um, you know, work their way down the field and and get stops on defense. I, I just don't see them being able to do that. Yeah, and I think that, you know, listen, if they can, like you said, those cheap points, and one thing about Teddy Two Gloves, he's not really a cane to turning the football over. So I do like the Panthers in this game also. Like I said, the Vegas Whispers play will be coming out a little bit later on this evening. Situation where you're going to pay attention to the weather. So um, that's what it looks like. Now, E, you do a lot of the um, college football handicapping over there at um, 
CBS Sports Line. So definitely want to talk about these two college football games that we have on tap on tap for the night. And the fun belt. How about that? The fun belt. South Alabama and Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern's a three and a half point favorite. The total on this one is sitting at 52. How would you handicap and break this one down? Start with the road team, South Alabama. It seems like they're on every Thursday night. Right. And, you know, they've been playing good football. They they have, you know, talent out there on the field. And, you know, I love their coach. You know, he, he's done a great job with South Alabama coming over from Central Arkansas, and, you know, stepping up in competition and doing a good job with their program and considering the circumstances. But, you know, this is a tough matchup because you're facing an option team and it's just not a triple option. It's a quadruple option because Shire Works can throw the heck out of the football too. So when you got to worry about the option game and you got to worry about, you know, the, the passing game with the option, that's going to be a problem. And and plus with option football, you, you look at time of possession and that's always the key. And Georgia Southern does a great job there. Now, Georgia Southern's defense isn't as good as, you know, what normally option defenses tend to be, but – you know, so there's some opportunity there for South Alabama, especially with their passing game. But I, I just don't see them being able to beat Georgia Southern uh, because the Eagles offense is just ridiculous. I mean, Wirtz and Wesley Kennedy is Kennedy is also a dynamic player to where he's going to, you know, possibly break a punt return as well. So you got that threat. They're just good on offense and special teams and defense. They can figure out ways to make plays. So I like Georgia Southern in, that, in this game tonight. What about this total sitting at 52? You said that, you know, Georgia Southern, you know, not as good as a defensive team as most option teams are and are in, in South Alabama. This number sitting at 52, what do you think? It's Sun Belt football, so I can see this. I can see that overhitting. No doubt. You know, I can see, you know, points getting scored. Um, because you look at the Coastal Carolina game last week with Georgia Southern, that that point total got up there. But Carolina, Coastal Carolina is one of the top 25 teams in the country. Um and they beat America's team too, so that that's a really good team, um, in in my raging Cajun. So, you know, I look at, <laughs> I look at, you know, this game. I could see the overhead. I would probably go over. It's college football Thursday night chaos. I could I could see that happening. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I would agree with you on that one. When you look at these two teams and, and, and dynamic and, and how they built, and like you said, that fun belt, that sun belt football, especially on the Thursday night, you do get a chance to see some more of these high scoring contests. We do got a late one tonight out on the West Coast with Colorado State and Fresno State. 10 p.m. Eastern time start. The road team, Colorado State, is the three-point favorite in this one. The total sitting at 58E. How would you break it down to handicap these two squads? It's hard to get a good, uh, you know, get good handle on Colorado State because you got a new coaching staff coming in there, you know, with um, a guy coming in from Boston College. I can't remember his name. But if I'm thinking like how Boston College was run under him, it's going to be, you know, heavy run game. But they had some opt-outs. They had some guys opt-out because of COVID. They had some guys transfer because they didn't like, you know, the coach. So I don't know what to expect from Colorado State. And we saw Fresno State, you know, give up a lot of points in the passing game. But that's to Hawaii, and that's to a team that's that's well-coached by, you know, their, their co-offensive coordinator, Tony Hall, is one of the great football minds in college football, should be a head coach. Brennan Marion is their wide receivers coach. He was a great football mind when he was at uh, William & Mary with his go-go offense. He should be a head coach. So they were just up against a lot in that game against Hawaii. But right now, I don't even know what type of uh, team we're going to see from Colorado State, what type of you know effort we're going to see from the Rams. So I, I would probably feel comfortable laying those points with Fresno State. 
take care of catching those with Fresno State, that home dog. And like Tom, that you get a chance to catch that home dog, especially on a Thursday night game. That normally goes the right direction. So I definitely will be bracketing Fresno State tonight. When you look at tomorrow, I want to run through a couple of these right quicks. You got Southeast Missouri State and Southern Illinois, the Salukis. The Salukis, 10.5-point favorites at home. Yeah, and this game was moved, you know. And so, you know, you Missouri State got – it, you said Southeast Missouri State, right? Or just Missouri yes. State? Southeast Missouri State, my bad. Okay, because Missouri State is the one that's coached by uh, Petrino. But Southeast Missouri State's defense is usually a good one. And uh, Southern Illinois has some experience out there. They've played a the game before. So I can see Southern Illinois, you know, getting out to an early start. But I, I just think Southern Southeast Missouri State defensively would do a good job of keeping this one close. And this one will go back and forth. So I would say take. You know, the South, you know, Southeast Missouri yeah, State. The Red Hawks in the point. In there. Yeah. That 10 and a half is a big number. Um, And you look at Minnesota and Maryland tomorrow night. Minnesota, a big, big, big road favorite, laying 19 and a half at the Terps. Maryland got blown out last week uh, by <laughs> Northwestern. They, I mean, Tango Valoa threw what, like four intercepts or something crazy like that, you know, in his first start. So, in Minnesota, even though they got beat down by Michigan, they actually were able to move the football against a very good defense. So they were scoring some points. I don't think they have much resistance against the Terps, man. So I would feel comfortable laying that 20 points against uh, Maryland. East Carolina and Tulsa also on the docket for tomorrow night. 9 p.m. Eastern time start Tulsa, who I've watched a lot of Tulsa this year. They come as a 17-point favorite. Tulsa can get up and down. Yeah, they can. And they got great defense. That conference has had really good defense with them, Cincinnati, um, Temple's defense has been good. Uh, you look at um, SMU has been real good. Not not on defense, but they've re- been really good. So Tulsa has to win this one to keep pace in that conference with SMU and Cincinnati. So I think they'll do a good job. East Carolina has had a, a rough start to this pandemic season because you had you know uh, opt-outs, you had postponements. So they've been inconsistent in that regard, man. So I just don't think they can compete with the Golden Hurricane. And then finally, tomorrow night, we got Hawaii and Wyoming. Wyoming is a home favorite, minus one and a half, and that late start on Friday night. I think Wyoming got jobbed last week against Nevada. And, Wyoming, you know, because their quarterback got knocked out or got injured early in that game. And that, that he's a significant player. And he was still in that ball game against Nevada. I like Wyoming's defense. I like their offensive line. Craig Bowles, a fantastic coach out there. Um, and this is going to be a great matchup because you got the good passing yep. offense against a very good defense, and I can understand this line, but I just think because of how Nevada was able to move the ball against them, you know, and Nevada has a really good quarterback as well, I just think Hawaii can get this one as well. So I'm taking Hawaii in the points. All right, take Hawaii, catch those points right there. That's my man, Emery Hunt. Follow him on Twitter at Football Game Plan. E, before we get up out of here, you know I got to talk about the disgusting filth that is in, that, that that has taken over my my beloved Dallas Cowboys. And I remember talking to our buddy Brandon Howard back in the offseason. And he said the, one of the problems that Dallas has is they got rid of Jason Garrett, but they should have got rid of Kellen Moore too. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, too, with, with Mike McCarthy, I don't think they have an identity. You know, we don't know what the Cowboys want to be mm-hmm. on offense or defense. Defensively, it, it's terrible. There's nothing. There's nothing on defense despite having good talent on paper. So, that, that coaching staff really needs that bye week to come quickly, or did they have their bye week already? They haven't had the bye week yet, but it's, 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 it's over. 
they need that one because they really have to regroup, reset, and, and go back out there and try it again because what they're doing right now just ain't working. You know, yeah, after watching one of the games this year, I said to myself, the Cowboys look like a team that don't practice. Right. And the next morning, the Jane Slater report came out that she got several text messages from players saying, we're not being taught properly. That's a bad look. That that really is, man. If they're coming out publicly and saying that, and teams come in knowing who to target on defense, like they're targeting 27 and just like bombing him out. Like every game he's given up at least two major plays, and one of which results in a touchdown. So, yeah, they, they have to, you know, find a way to get better. And you can't be one of those coaches that say, hey, you should know this already. No, you have to really get out there and coach and, and teach because otherwise you're going to see more of what you're seeing out there defensively. And that just you – know, with the way the offense is playing, despite the talent that they have on the roster, you can't have both sides of the ball being terrible. At least somebody's supposed to step up and be good. And uh, right now their offense and defense is just not holding up their end of the bargain. Yeah, no doubt about it. But we'll get a chance to chat about that. I want to thank you a lot for joining us on the SI Gambling Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, my guy, Emory Hunt, coming down here talking a little Thursday night football action and getting us ready for tomorrow night in college football. Don't forget to get down with the Vegas Whispers, 10-1 and 1 so far this year on Thursday night. Got to hop in and sign up for SI Fantasy Pro. For Emory, I'm the fantasy executive, and we are out.